Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I am a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. And the mission of this podcast is to empower business women to take inspired action to elevate their lives. I'm your host, Melissa, and today we're going to talk about setting business boundaries. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Melissa Barker, and I am a business growth coach and a speaker. And I've been doing this for about the last four years, but I've been in the field of marketing and sales for a decade now. And something that's come up a lot, especially with my business coaching clients, is this idea of overwhelm in their business, right? And ultimately what it comes down to is business boundaries. So I thought it was high time that I do an entire episode dedicated to discussing business boundaries, not just you know what they are, but how you actually go about setting them. So in this episode, we're going to dig deep into signs that you need better business boundaries, how they can help you, and how you can begin to implement them in your business. Because the reality is, when you are a female entrepreneur, especially if you're flying solo, it's very easy to end up completely overwhelmed and overworked because there's always something or someone that apparently needs tending to. Now, this is true if you don't have strong business boundaries. But let's begin by defining what I mean, right? You've probably heard the term boundary, especially if you're into the self-help books or personal development work, which you know I am. (laughs) But if you haven't heard of this before, a boundary in the context of business refers to your list of non-negotiables. So what are you willing to do and what will you not do? Essentially, where do you draw the line in the work that you do and how you interact with clients, right? So let's begin by talking about some signs that you need better business boundaries. So if you answer yes to any of the following questions, then this is the episode for you. Do you feel pulled in a million different directions and overwhelmed with your to-do list? Do your clients constantly reach out to you outside of your working hours and through text and the cell phone and request work that is beyond what your original agreement was about? Do you spend so much time fielding client questions that you don't actually have time to work on your big projects? Do you say yes to requests and invitation because it feels easier to do them than to say no? Do you feel increasingly frustrated by others and their demands on your time? Do you feel run down, tired, exhausted, and never seem to have time for yourself? Now, if you answered yes to any of the previous questions, then take a seat and listen closely because this second part of the episode is just for you. But also I want to take a moment and say, we've all been there. I've been there. If you're listening, you likely at some point in your business, if not right now, answered yes to those questions. And the reason for that is not because everyone around you is terrible or incompetent, but because your business boundaries need to be more clear right? And it's that simple. So I know I'm oversimplifying it a bit, but I'm going to give you a step-by-step process in just a moment about how to go about setting boundaries. But before we get there, let's talk about some of the benefits of having business boundaries, because I know that there is this fear, especially if you're a newer business owner, that you will lose clients, that you will annoy people by setting strong boundaries. But the reality is, Better business boundaries mean that you will feel more empowered and in charge of your day, your business, and frankly, your life. 
It also creates the freedom to do more of what you love and less of what you don't love. And this one may surprise you, but having better business boundaries actually strengthens your relationships because you have clear guidelines. It will give you the ability to clearly communicate expectations with customers and clients so they actually respect you and your time. It also allows you to say yes to things that you previously didn't have time for, right? So when you're setting better business boundaries, you'll have clearly defined your negotiables and your non-negotiables so you can say yes to the more of the right kind of thing. And last but not least, it will help you avoid burnout. Setting business boundaries enables you to have both that life thing that we talk about (laughs) and a business and achieve your vision of what a work-life balance actually looks and feels like so there's less risk of you actually experiencing major burnout for the long run. And if you are listening and you are a business owner of any kind, you know that that is a real potential, right? The day is never really done if you don't have strong boundaries. So now you know the benefits, let's talk about some of the most important boundaries that you can set as a business owner. So the three categories you should absolutely define boundaries for include your time, communication, and money. So when I say time, what I'm really talking about is your office hours, right? Getting very clear on when you can meet with clients or potential clients and when you cannot. And if you've listened to a previous episode, you know I talk about those magic two hours, right? The two hours of the day that you are the most productive. Guard it like your life depends on it. Even if that means blocking that time out on your calendar, whatever you need to do to make sure that you are not meeting during times that are really inconvenient for you, right? It is your business and you need to be in control of that. And that is one clear non-negotiable and that's different for everyone. So I just want you to consider what are your office hours? When are you responding to emails? When are people able to meet with you? So that's the time piece. Communication is the second one. And when I say communication, what I'm referring to is how should clients reach out to you? What are you comfortable with? Do you give them a phone number? Do you just strictly keep it to email? Do you have a Zoom call? Whatever that is, but really clearly define how clients are allowed to communicate with you. And what maybe that's even setting some boundaries around, you know, no texts or you don't answer work texts and emails after 6 p.m., right? So defining again, sort of like your office hours, but more clearly your communication hours. And then the third area that's important, so important to have good business boundaries around is money. Meaning, what is the payment schedule, right? And if you've been in business for any amount of time, you know this is a hard one. A lot of times, especially if you're working for bigger businesses or you're serving bigger businesses, they have different timelines. But if your clients are not massive enterprises, and even if they are, you should still aim to set some very clear deadlines and boundaries about when you have to get paid. But I never want any of you listening to this to be in a situation where you are hanging out dry because someone didn't pay you when they said they would. Right? And the way you do this is by setting this up in your contracts. It's by communicating clearly that they have this amount of time to pay you and maybe you require 50% deposit before starting a large project. So whatever that is, making sure that you have great boundaries around money and specifically the payment schedule for you to get paid on time. 
So those are the three areas, but now (laughs) the important question, how in the world am I supposed to set a boundary? So there's a five-step process that I recommend for setting better business boundaries. Step one requires you to take a little bit of time to decide what are your non-negotiables, right? So thinking even just with those three categories, time, communication, money, or payment, right? Even if you start there, that is a fantastic place to start, and you'll be able to add on to it as time goes. But decide what you will accept and what you will not accept in those areas. Step two, decide where you will build your non-negotiables or your business boundaries into your agreements. And you do this ideally by working with a lawyer. I'm not equipped to give you legal advice, but make sure that it's in your contract. This is important information to have in whatever type of contract you choose to use, whether it's a client service agreement or terms of use or something that you send to them right after they pay or book, whatever that is, but make sure that it is in writing in a way that, you know, legally you can have it in writing and make sure they sign it because it has to be a part of your agreement. Otherwise you have no ground to stand on. And now some of these, right, like maybe office hours doesn't necessarily need to be in that agreement, but you need to notify them when they decide to work with you in writing. So finding ways to work those into your agreements. And then step three is to communicate your guidelines or your non-negotiables or business boundaries, whatever you want to call them, but communicate it to your clients verbally in addition to writing and get their buy-in because you need that agreement. You need to know that people tend to skim documents even though they sign them, right? It's important to make sure that you have it spoken to them as well because you need to share that information in a way that they're going to retain it. So having it in written and speaking it to them. And then step four is you yourself need to commit to having direct conversation about these non-negotiables frequently whenever they come up. You can refer back to the original agreement or refer back to the original conversation, but make sure you do this in a very kind and polite way because when you are first building boundaries, just putting them up essentially, right? Putting it in writing and communicating it once is not sufficient. To be effective in business and having business boundaries, they have to be repeated. And it's not because people want to infringe on them necessarily, it's that you're setting up the stage for a new habit, for new behaviors. And behavior change takes time. So making sure that you're committed to having those direct conversations. And then step five is reiterate your boundaries when you're asked to do something that breaches your original list of non-negotiables, aka your business boundaries. And it will take time and it will take practice and it does get easier. So that's all. That's really all you need to be able to establish strong boundaries. You need to first decide what you want. Second, build it into writing or your agreements with your clients, communicate it directly to your clients, commit to having direct conversations about it and regularly discuss it. And last but not least, reiterate your boundaries whenever they are pushed. Boundaries, unfortunately, are not something that you can set up once and forget them. They are not like a fence. They're like a fence that kind of keeps getting blown over. You need to put it back up, (laughs) right? And that's That's part of it. That's part of being a business owner. That's part of doing good business is having boundaries, committing to them and upholding them because ultimately these boundaries 
will strengthen your relationships. And it's so funny, you know, I'll tell you a quick aside, a good story. So recently I hang out with a lot of awesome, badass women entrepreneurs. And we were chatting the other day and and one gal said, gosh, I hope I'm not asking you for free consulting. And, you know, she, she got a little bit worried and I said, don't worry. If you ever push past my boundary of what I'm willing to tell you for free, I will let you know. And the ownership is on me to set that boundary and let you know. So she never has to worry about it, right? When we are upholding boundaries, the other people don't have to worry about it. And it was so funny. This friend of mine responded, oh my gosh, I'm so relieved to hear that. You know, I forgot that you have great business boundaries, more or less. And that's the reality. When you set those boundaries, other people are more comfortable asking questions and asking things of you because they know that you will not say yes to things that you don't feel comfortable with. And that's how you build strong relationships when you are a business owner. You have clear business boundaries, you have defined them for yourself, and you are the one to uphold them. And that is what makes them so powerful. So I wanted to share that little story because I think it just shows the power of knowing your boundaries and communicating them regularly. Everyone else feels more comfortable. And it's great modeling behavior too, because once you start doing these kind of like very clear boundary setting work, the people around you will start thinking about it themselves and then they will get better in turn at setting their own boundaries. And then you have very healthy, clean, clear relationships, you know, where there's no resentment that builds up in the background because everyone's being very direct and clear about what they need, what they want, what they will accept and what they will not. So I hope you found this episode helpful, got some new nuggets of information, even if you knew about business boundaries. I would always, always love to hear from you on Instagram. So definitely connect with me there if you are on Instagram. My handle is at Melissa S. Barker, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-S-B-A-R-K-E-R. Love to hear from you always, listeners. I will always follow you back. So give me a follow there, send me a message, and would love to hear about your experience setting business boundaries. And until next week, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking and check back next Tuesday at 9am for another episode of Women Rise.